0: Good morning, good morning, hallelujah, hallelujah, welcome to church this morning, welcome to church, hallelujah, get excited, hallelujah, hallelujah, because Jesus is here right now. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we welcome you to Excel Church this morning, praying that you will be blessed, praying that you will hear a word that will bless your soul. I know we've heard the Christmas story year after year, and you might be thinking, oh, my goodness, but open your heart so that God can speak to you and give you a word just for you, a brand-new word, new, fresh manner. So we thank and we praise you this morning, Lord. We thank and we praise you because you are here right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter who's not here, but we know that Jesus is here right now, and so we thank him for that. Um, I wanted to give Pastor Alicia and Pastor Charles, Pastor Alicia, in her absence, if she's watching, Pastor Alicia, we love you. Uh, Be blessed, Pastor Charles. We love you, and we thank you for your service. Uh, I thank those that are amongst us this morning. We thank those that are watching this morning. Pray that they may be blessed by social media. Bless them, Lord. Give them what they need. Meet them at the very apex of their needs this morning. So we're continuing on with the Advent series. Pastor Alicia sent me this second week, which is a Savior is born. Hallelujah. Joy, the joy of anticipation because a Savior is born. If he had not been born, if if he had not came to save us, where would we be? So we thank you. So the message she sent me, the writer says, there were many tough things as a kid that you had to do When it came time for preparation for Christmas, there were things that you had to do, things you didn't want to do. But just think back, like one of them was cleaning your room. Mom said, get in there. If you want Santa Claus to come, you get in that room, because it's too junky. He cannot bring anything. He can't put anything else in that room. Go in there and clean up that room. Get that stuff from under the bed, out of the closets, go in there and clean your room. The other thing that we had to do was finishing your plate. Now, you know, mom used to tell us, he's coming for those those who's, Those who's naughty, you're going to get coals in your stockings. So if you don't want no coals in your stockings, you have to obey your mommy and your daddy. Do what you're supposed to do. Clean your room, but also clean your plate. The plate of peas. I hated peas. I don't know about you, but I couldn't stand peas. And my mom, we'd be sitting there, and um, we had to eat. Everything. And I put them peas in my mouth and put them in my jaws. I mean, my mom got to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And it worked for a couple of times. And she caught on. And she would. And when I opened up that bathroom door, there she was standing right there. So, uh, yeah, I hated those peas. So, um. But still, there was one more thing when you had to go to bed. If you didn't go to bed, Santa Claus is not coming, so you gotta go to sleep, CJ. You gotta go to sleep, because Santa Claus, he put his cookies and milk out there, but you have to go to sleep now. You can't stay up all night. And so we would go in uh, in our rooms, and we'd be laying there, and I'd be like half dollars, right? You're not going to sleep. And so there was two things that you were wishing for at that time, and that was going to sleep or Santa Claus coming, Christmas morning, hallelujah. And so the writer goes on to say, In my family, we had to wait until Christmas morning before we opened our gifts. And man, what a wait it was. Now my mom used to allow us to open our gifts at 12 midnight. (laughs) And so when other, when I would call my friends, they would be in early in the morning, happy and playing with my stuff, and they would be like they just got up. They were just opening their gifts, but twelve midnight, she let us open them, and so with an joy and anticipation, we couldn't wait. I know um, that in my family, Pastor Charles, Pastor Alicia, Anna, Leah, Nicholas, and C.J. They get to open their gifts, and they just tear the paper. They tear the paper, throw it up in the air, you know, and that's their celebrating, you know, because they want to see what Santa Claus bought them. Or I think they're old enough, well, I don't know who's watching, so Santa Claus (laughs) bought it. So sleep. On Christmas uh, Eve was a thing that was hard to come by. And uh, it caused our eyelids not to function. <laughs> so <laughs> so the eyelids wouldn't function, they wouldn't go they wouldn't close when mommy coming there. My eyelids won't close. I don't know what's wrong, but they will not close. So here it is. In a few weeks, we're coming upon another Christmas with the joy and the anticipation um, that Christmas is here. When you get older, hopefully you know that Christmas is more than about toys. Um. And then another thing, as a kid, you might be thinking, could I be receiving that one thing I've been wishing for? Or could it be the smile on the face of a loved one? Is that what you're hoping for, for Christmas? On that loved one that you haven't seen in a long time, that has traveled far just to be with yeah. you on Christmas. Maybe it's hosting that perfect party. Maybe you're preparing to have your party and you got everything set and you got uh, all the, the house set and it's clean and you and it's all ready. You got your gown or your whatever you're gonna wear and it's all ready. Still, it might be the opportunity just to see a special loved one. When the door opened today, and I was in Pastor Alicia's office, and it was Leah, I jumped in my spirit, and I was like, oh my God, Leah, where'd you come from? You know, I really didn't expect to see Leah this morning, so... Welcome, Leah. These can be exciting things and happy moments that bring us joy and anticipation. Yet as Christmas comes and goes, you've opened all the gifts, little kids, they open their gifts, and they're so excited, and they were asking for it. And after Christmas, they're playing with the box that the toy came in. They're not even interested in the toy no more. But after Christmas, after all of the uh, parties are over, they fade. And the thoughts that would bring us joy leave us with just momentary happiness. All right? But there is, however, a way we can come away with true joy this Christmas and that lasts a long time after the gifts are gone. Parties are over, and our distant loved ones have left us. They're gone back to their homes, and that is through Advent preparation and celebration of not only Christmas, but of Christ, of Christ's birth and his coming again, because he's coming back again. Whether you believe it or not, he's coming back again. So now that I have hopefully built some suspense this morning about what now, is that the message? No. Let us move ahead unto the main ideal. And again, our topic is a Savior is born with the subtopic, the joy of anticipation. But before we move on, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we praise you that you were born, that you came to save us, that you cared about us, Lord, and that you're coming back again. Father, I ask that if someone is watching this broadcast and they're downtrodden, their heart is heavy, and they don't even know you, Father, I pray that you will move on their hearts, on their souls, and on them spirits. Let them know that someone cares about them. Let them know that someone loves them and that someone is you. And you came just so that we might have life and have life more abundantly. In Jesus' name, amen. So our main ideal this morning is just as we experience excitement and joy uh, as Christmas approaches, we will examine the emotions uh, of the shepherds, of Mary, and others who were involved in the anticipation of Jesus' birth and uh, so you can make your way to Luke chapter 1 verse 39 and in the house bible that is on page 487 if you don't have a bible raise your hand one be one be offered and provided for you Okay, um, Luke 1, and we're, we're going to read 39, verses 39 through 56, but before we get there, I just want to paint a picture in your mind of the scene and what's going on, and Mary, and Mary had come to visit her cousin. Elizabeth, and they're both miraculously pregnant with boys, Hmm. all right? And uh, so they're both miraculously pregnant. Mary was informed by the angel Gabriel that she would be carrying baby Jesus, and she immediately departed to go visit Elizabeth. Now Mary was about six months pregnant at this time and when she went to visit Elizabeth. So Mary stayed there three months. So six and three. So what the, you know what that means. Any woman in here that's having a baby, any expectant father, we know what that means. It's time, okay? So she was probably with Mary, I um, mean, she was probably with Elizabeth when John the Baptist was born, and that's who Elizabeth was pregnant with. So, Uh, John 1, 6 through 8 tells us that John the Baptist, though he was anointed and he was sent by God, he was not that light. But he came to bear witness of that light, and that light was our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right, are you there? Amen, say amen, or yeah, all right, all right, thank you, thank you for talking back to me. Verse 39, and Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah. Verse 40, and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. Verse 41, and it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, she, all she did was hear Mary's voice. The baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Hmm. How many know that when you come in the presence of an anointed vessel, you're going to leap. Something leaps. Some, you cannot be in the presence of God and stay the same. There's never can you be in the presence of God and stay the same. And so verse 42 And she spake out with a loud voice. This is Elizabeth. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, what is this to me? That the mother of my Lord should come to me. Elizabeth felt like I'm not worthy. How many of you felt like I'm not worthy? Lord, I'm not worthy of your grace. Lord, I'm not worthy of your mercy. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to go forward and, and, and be a witness and, and tell somebody about your goodness. I can't speak, I don't, I don't have good speech. I don't know the Bible uh, front to back, but you know, what God did for you. You know that your life is not the same. You know that your life will never be the same again. And you have different, now you, when the Holy Ghost comes, now you have a different appetite. The things that you used to do, you don't do nowhere. The places that you used to go, you don't wanna go. Your friends call you and like, what's wrong with you? Your old friends call you and wonder, what's wrong with you? But I met a man and he was born just to save me. And he came into my life today. And I don't feel that things will be the same. Verse uh, 44 For a low. As soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. Even the baby reverenced God. Even the, baby, the unborn baby reverenced God because he knew when the power and when the presence of God comes, as I said, nothing stays the same. Verse 44, uh, verse 45, and blessed is she that believeth. And so, what he's talking about, uh, her husband did not believe, and his mouth was bound up. But Elizabeth believed in her old age that she was going, if the Holy Ghost said, if the angel came and said, she was going to bring forth a son, Elizabeth believed. So blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her. Hmm. So John the Baptist was born. He was in the uh, womb, but he was coming forth. Verse 46, and Mary said, My soul does magnify the Lord. Does your soul magnify the Lord? How many in here, their soul magnifies the Lord? Y'all, amen, amen. If your soul magnifies, don't sit there and be quiet. Your soul, because uh, Elizabeth wasn't quiet, all right? Ah, uh, so, for, the, for, for he has regarded the low estate of his handmaiden, for behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. They looked down on me. They said I wasn't none. They said I wasn't going to be nothing. But when the Holy Ghost came upon me, once God came into my life, I was not the same. I was not that lowly person. I was not that person that I used to be. But I thank God that he controls my emotions. He controls my appetite today. He controls my steps. He controls my footsteps. He controls who comes around me. He even controls the things that go into my mouth today. And you know what else he controls? The things that go our eyes, what we watch on TV, what we listen to, the things. Nothing stays the same. So verse 49, for he that is mighty has done to me great things and holy Holy, holy is his name. Verse 50, and his mercy is on them that fear him. And the fear that they're talking about is reverence. The fe- those that reverence him, those that love him. Hallelujah. From generation to generation from you to your children, to your children's children. Verse 51, he hath showed strength with his arm, with a mighty arm has he brought me out of darkness, a mighty arm. He hath scattered the proud in their imaginations of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things. And we're not talking about this food. We're talking about the word of God. He has filled in your spirit. And the rich he has sent empty away. He has helped his servant Israel and we are Israel today because we belong to God in remembrance of his mercy. As he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever and Mary abode with her Three months. Remember I said in the very beginning, Mary was six months pregnant and she stayed there for about three months and returned to her house. So, Mary was so honored by God's love for her, she responded to Elizabeth's salutation with a point called the Magnificent. Anybody heard that before? you heard of the minute? Anybody else? It's a poem. So the poem is a love, her love, pouring out her love. So the poem says, My soul is showing that the Lord is great. My spirit is rejoicing. God is best. For he has seen me in my low estate, and from now on everyone will call me blessed. For mighty God has done great things for me. His mercy is for those who loved his name for he has shown his strength and majesty. The proud in heart have all been brought to shame. The mighty have toppled from their thrones, the weak and feeble seated there instead. The rich sent off with nothing all alone the poor and hungry welcomed in. Come on in, my child. Come on in. The table is spread. They don't say all that, but I will just say it. Come on in, but welcome in and fed. For God remembers what he said before, his promises to Israel, to me, to you, to those listening by social media, is forevermore. So point one, joy can be found in what will be and not just what is. Let me say that again. Joy can be found in what will be and not just what is. So, Not what you can see with your eyes, but the promises of God, which are yes and amen. So, you know, Jesus spoke uh, in parables, I wanna make sure. So Jesus spoke in parables, and parables are nothing but spiritual principles in a natural term, that you can understand. So, you know, he spoke of a mustard seed. He spoke of uh, those um, cultivating things. So he spoke of parables. But, so I'm going to give you a parable. And the parable is when the joy of pregnancy, that joy when you first find out that you're pregnant, that joy of going to your husband and saying, or your mate or whoever, saying, "Guess what? We're gonna have a baby." All right, the and so when you find out that you're pregnant, that's, I mean, a joy. But then there comes that time when it's time to give birth, and if this baby could come out any other way, when you hit that first pain, that first labor pain, but however you think about, you don't think about that pain, you don't think about what you're going through at that particular time, you think about what's on the other side. What, you know, not what's going on, but you're thinking about what well, the other side I'ma have me. That's what got me through. I'm going to have me a baby. And so the the um the thing the expectation of what was going to happen allowed me to go through the pain. Um so then there's spiritual pregnancy which happens to the believer god has given you a promise maybe you're trying to figure out what it is that god wants me to do where i belong at what is my gift but He has given you a promise. The word says, when he filled us with his spirit, he gave us everything that we need according to life and godliness. So, first of all, you have to make a conscious will decision that you're going to give birth to whatever God has promised you. So you have to accept it. It's like that gift um, when people are tarrying for the Holy Ghost and you got to accept it. You got to accept him. You got to say, come on in, Lord, I need you. You have to accept. So when you, when God gives you that promise, any gift. You think about when I come to you and I give you a gift, you cannot get the gift until you accept it, right? Until you accept it. So you have to make a conscious will decision to give birth. Lord, you can use me. So you must, number one. Number two, You must decide to believe God for provision. But Moses said, I can't speak. You might say, I don't have no money. How how am I gonna make this thing come to pass, this vision that God has given me? I remember when He first gave me the vision that I would be speaking to his people. Well, first of all, when I first got the word, I got it from a pastor, and he told me that I was gonna be a personal evangelist. I'm like, what's a personal evangelist? I had no idea what a personal evangelist was. And I I kinda like rebuked him. I kinda like felt, I'm not. What do he mean, a personal man? I'm going to get up there and I'm going to be preaching to everybody. I'm not going to be no personal evangelist. Guess what? That was 31 years ago, and God has used me as a personal evangelist. And anybody who speaks for the word, anybody who comes to you and gives you a word, I have... He has made sure that I have a venue. I'm in an area now that I never dreamed in a million years I would be in, but he provided. And so if he has given you a dream a vision, he's going to provide the means for you to bring it to pass. Number three you have to maintain a healthy womb. How do, now this is spiritual. How do I maintain a healthy womb? I'm going to maintain my healthy womb by cultivating the Word of God, just like you do your garden the word of god you've got to listen to the word you got to pray huh you got to listen to the word you know we can uh instead of music and and music is good christian music is really really good but sometimes turn it off and put put in a cd in or, or even on your telephone um, you can have the Bible downloaded on your telephone. So, you know, there are several ways that we can cultivate. In my, my last smile, where I was at. There are several ways that you can cultivate. Um, number four, the incubation period is a time of waiting. You got to wait on God. You have to wait on the promises. Sometimes we give up. Well, God gave me a promise and it was years ago, but it, I don't see my friends get blessed and it just ain't going to happen for me. Woe is me. But we got to wait on the Lord by cultivating. When we cultivate the spirit, you know, say the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, and faith is an action word. You gotta do something. You just can't have faith. Well, I got faith. God gonna do this, and I got. What are you doing to help bring the vision to pass? So there is a time of waiting. The scripture says that they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not get weary. You're going to run the distance. And we shall walk and not faint. Wait on the Lord. So That's the incubation period. Don't Give, be careful not to give premature birth to your vision, to your dream that God has given you. And when people come to you or you say, well, I'm going to help God. I'm going to help him. Uh, you know, he, he's moving too slow. So I know what I can do to get me a couple of little coins so I can go ahead on and, get this thing started, I'm tired of waiting on the Lord, but don't give premature birth, wait on the Lord. And then we gotta get in a position. If it's, um, maybe you gotta go back to school. Uh, I remember telling uh, one of the saints, go to school for ministry. And that's what she did and You know, God has elevated her. But we got to get in position. What do you need to do for what God has promised you to make it come to pass? So we got to get in position. So while we're waiting on our breakthrough on the birth, we got to stay faithful. It may seem like it's just never going to happen but we got to stay faithful. Our faithfulness to God says a uh, much more than our words, what we say we're gonna do, but never do them. But faithfulness, stay faithful. Um, God, give God an advance praise. Things have not happened the way that you wanted them to happen, but give him an advance praise. Begin to say, thank you, Lord. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I adore you. Give him an advance praise. Hallelujah. The sanctuary is gonna be full. God, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for sending in people from the north, from the south, from the east, from the West. Give him an advanced praise. Lord, I thank you that I won't be driving that hoopty next week. I'm giving him an advanced praise. Lord, I thank you for my husband. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for that man of God. I thank you for that woman of God. Hallelujah. That I've been waiting on. Lord, you promised, huh? You promised, but I just gave up. Give God in it advance praise. Give him an advance praise for that raise. Ha! Glory! Hallelujah! Give him an advance praise for that raise, for that position that you wanted, for that promotion on your job. Give God an advance praise for what will be, not what just what is. Speak those things that are not as though they are. Hallelujah. T.D.J. said, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. (laughs) It's coming. If God said it, it's going to happen. Now, you have to make sure it's a promise that God said and not that someone just came there uh, just fill you up and to build you up so that they can get something out of you. So you got to make sure that promise is from God. So point two, good news brings great joy. Luke 2, 8 through 20. And that's right on the very next page. And you just turn it uh, eighty eight. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, not some people, but all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, hallelujah, and this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good will towards men. And it came to pass, as the angel was gone away from, from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see these things which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby laying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the same which was told unto them them concerning the child and all they and all they that heard it, they just wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God hallelujah, for all things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. Father, we thank you, hallelujah. We thank you for your birth. We thank you for your second coming. Lord, we know that you're coming again, hallelujah. We thank you, oh God, that you didn't leave us in our state, but you came, Lord just to save us, and you're saying, Lord, just receive them. The song says, oh, come, oh, come, oh, come, all ye faithful. Come to Jesus today. Let this be a day that you come to Jesus. Let this be a day that you renew your faith faith. Renew your stance with God. Lord, I'm tired. Lord, I'm sorry for being slack and distracted and uncommitted to the things of God. But Lord, I'm ready. Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready to give birth. I thank you. I praise you. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah hallelujah let's give him a praise let's give him a praise for christ is coming hallelujah we thank him for his birthday glory to your name pastor charles